0: yo hey, you tell them heaven is my destination. Until I reach there, I'm teaching this kingdom education. Hey, don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick, and don't be scared to cast the devil out quick. Cause your obedience will a like a miracle, though. Don't act hysterical, radical, born
1: again, fully. This is the Gospel Unbroken podcast with Kevin and Alex. Let's awaken the lion. What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Gospel Unbroken. I am Kevin and I have with me as always my dude Alex. What's going on brother? What's up brother? Nothing. We also have a very special man in the house. I'm looking at his beautiful smiling face right now. We have uh, Nate with us. What's going on everybody? Nate, dude we are hyped to have you here. This is going to be so much fun.
0: Wow, I'm glad to be here. Really glad to be here.
1: (laughs) How's everything going? Everybody's good? Holidays were good?
0: Fantastic man, really good. Went to Idaho, visited some family, hung out there for three or four days. That yeah, was good, really good.
1: Sweet, I love it. So we got an awesome topic that we are going to talk about today. I'm hyped for it. Uh, tomorrow we have the men's breakfast coming up that we got everybody gathered for. Ooh yeah. So Alex had the bright idea that you know what we should talk about unity and talk about brotherhood. So I'm dude, this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this. So I want to read something from Genesis. In Genesis two eighteen he said the Lord said, It's not good for man to be alone. And now I know the next thing he goes into, so he created a, you know, a perfect fit for him by a woman. But I think that's an interesting statement that it's not good for man to be alone. Period. So I wanna, you know, just dive in on that and start getting some thoughts on, you know, the unity and the the importance of brotherhood.
2: I'll jump in on that real quick. So first thing I wanna say is uh i don't know if many of you know this but um when i first started going to church with these guys i was kind of like bouncing back and forth between should i stay or should i go kind of thing wasn't real sure about it and i joined a group which happened to be uh the group that nate was leading which was awesome because um in in regards to speaking about unity he's gotten to um see the fruit of his labor um leading many groups uh at church and, uh, you know, helping men in their journey, um, and their faith and actually getting to see what that looks like on the backside.
1: Yeah, it was, it was awesome in your testimony, how you literally, the words you used was as a last ditch effort, you reached out to a group to build some kind of relationship because I think God was telling you, you knew inside that that was what you needed was that relationship with another brother. So I'd love to hear, you know, just kind of what your experience has been on, on leading those groups and, and seeing the power of that brotherhood coming together.
0: Oh, well, you know, that's uh, you guys are making me blush here a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're cute. We like it.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, being a leader of, of those groups. That was, a, that was a hard thing for me to step into because that's not naturally where I, I sit, you right. know? Yeah. So in, in my journey, we'll just call it that. Um, I've been really trying hard to just not say no to a lot of things like I normally would. So when I was approached to be a leader, my my natural thing was just like, ah, you know, that's not me.
1: Yeah, that ain't for me.
0: Yeah, I'm not, the, I'm not that guy. I'll just, you know, I'll be part of these things. I'm really good at support and all that stuff, but not as like the leader guy. But uh, the first time I did it was I was a co-lead with uh, one of our guys by the name of Jay. And... It went really well, and then after that, I think I sat out for one of the one of the group seasons, and then the following one, they asked if I wanted to take a leadership role and all that. And I was like, like I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say yes. So that's God's what I did. calling,
1: I saying, man. God's calling.
0: That was the first time I was like the the, the lead of a group, and had another guy as my co lead. And then on that first night, just seeing a whole bunch of new faces, seeing you, and I I never met you before. And there was a few people that I'd never met before. I'm like, man, starting to listen to everybody talk. They've been coming for a little while. And I remember when it came around, everybody doing like the introductions and stuff. And uh, it came up to you, Alex, and you were just, I don't want to say timid. You weren't timid, but you were you were reserved. I'll say that.
2: 100%.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it came to you saying like you've you been to come to this church for a little while and uh, you weren't really sure what, what if, if it was for you or maybe this wasn't your place it was just kind of your last the last place you were, or last thing you were gonna try and do and uh yeah, as you threw up a flag and everybody's just kind of pounced on you <laughs> when it came to that
1: which is I think natural for a lot of men to be reserved like that especially in a setting like that where it's a bunch of dudes I don't know it's you know it's we're na- we're naturally like for a minute we're gonna hold back we're just gonna kind of sit back and observe And especially too, like coming from the background of being in the Marine Corps, and you know now knowing a little bit about your story, what you've been through, like of course it's natural that you're gonna naturally hold back and kind of be not in defense mode, but on guard. Like I need to, I need to see this through a little bit before I kind of put myself out there. And and so yeah, that's that's interesting that you said that that he was very reserved like that. Because if you talk to him now, I mean Alex is like. Oh yeah man let's ch- who wants to chat let me chat with you I mean, he's finding all the new people at church so it's 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 interesting
0: dude is a butterfly yeah like he hatched and he came out and like everybody knows who Alex is
2: yeah for real uh you know i i give all the glory to god for opening Amen. that door um but i i want to um something came to mind while you're saying that it's it's funny right you want to say no like you don't feel equipped ready like we've all been there, but it's always funny that we're like that. And then, you know, God always chooses, like, the like least expected person to do something um, great with. And so, you know, as you're probably feeling unequipped, all of a sudden, like, God's given you everything you need, right? And he's showing you that he's going to provide. And it's funny because when I look back at that um, in my own life, I'm like, man, like, I hit these times where I feel like, Maybe God's not providing in the way that I think he should be, right? We all doubt um, at times, right? So I felt like that in uh, some ways, um, especially when it came to the testimony. Everybody was like, you know, you should. And I was like, no. Like, that was the very first thing I said, no. Then I was like, well, let me think about it. I'll pray about it. And then everybody was like, well, I mean, you can pray about it all you want, but like we already know. And I was like, all right, so. I'm not going to answer that question until I pray about it. So I prayed about it and didn't really feel very equipped at all. You know, I didn't know what, um, part of, of my life that I wanted to divulge in that testimony. Right. Uh, so I was like, okay, all right, God, what, what are we going to talk about? Like, I, I have no idea. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he lays forgiveness on my heart real heavy. Um, this is going into the holidays you know and thinking about that and then you know I we record a testimony and then Brian heard it and then I find out he's like oh yeah I've been preparing this this message i prepared like you know a while back and it like fits perfect with it and I'm like what I had no idea that like his message and what I was going to be talking about were going to go together and it just shows you like how God is preparing you, right? And so he 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 prepared you to take that leadership role with leading uh, groups, um, men's groups and other groups, and that's awesome to see that and to see, um, like I said, the fruit of your labor. Awesome, man. I yeah, well, love thanks it.
0: For that. Thanks for that, yeah. Uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge here and there <laughs> just to force myself to to say that yes. Like even when you guys asked me to be a part of this, I was like, oh naturally I want to say, "Ah, nah, you guys don't want me on there. I'm not that guy, you know, but remembering, keep saying yes, keep saying yes, put my trust in, you know, like you said, I might not be prepared for it, but that's only because I think I'm not prepared for it.
1: Right. And I I can attest to the, to the Alex not wanting to say no, because we talked about it a few times and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And same thing. I was like, why wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I got to pray about it. And this is funny. I was, <laughs> I'm going to put Callie on blast and she's going to be mad, but I was telling her about it. Right. And she said, I said, yeah, he said he's got to pray about it. And she goes, that's such a Christian cop out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was awesome. But so going back to, to Genesis where, you know, he says that it's not good for man to be alone. Uh, in Ecclesiastes four, nine through 12, he says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed if one person falls the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble likewise two people living close together can keep each other warm and safe but how can one be warm alone a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated but two can stand back to back and conquer three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken so i want to talk about like the importance of bonding together and and the importance of of having the one, two, or three guys that you got in your corner, like because God's telling us it's important. Like this is a very important thing, and I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, if it's been somewhere along the, you know, your journey that you've experienced having someone in your corner that was like, man, if I didn't have that dude, something would happen. You know, kind of like the small group. If Alex didn't have that small group, we didn't. We may not be sitting here right now having this conversation.
0: I believe that. Yeah, for sure. I uh speaking on the unity thing, I think as men oftentimes we we isolate ourselves. You know, it's like outside of high school, it's so hard to make friends. It really is. Like the only the only time that you have an opportunity to is through your work. And you don't always mesh super well with the guys that you work with. Like you you might have a working relationship be really cool with them. But outside of that, that's all it is. So it's more of like an acquaintance. We just end up with a lot of acquaintances and not a lot of friends. Right. It's uh. it's, a, it's been a, it's, it's a tough journey understanding how all that works as a man and realizing how much we just isolate ourselves. And if you end up with a wife or a girlfriend, you just like use them as your outlet which isn't necessarily good either, you know, because there's a lot of things that happen in your life that maybe you don't want them to shoulder or carry that burden along with you and stuff. So, yeah, I definitely think having other people other than just your
2: mate isn't very important, I think. I I could agree with that. You know, it kind of makes me think of a, I remember in Sunday school, one time this guy goes, uh, we were talking about, um, unity and stuff and he goes he goes well it's kind of like you know a branch you take one branch and you can snap it easily take two branches a little bit harder but still pretty easy to snap and he's like you get three all of a sudden he realizes it becomes a lot more difficult to snap that branch any of them because now they're together holding each other accountable one to the next right one shouldering the the pressure of the other and the other. So now you have like this, this very difficult thing to break now, as opposed to what it was when it was just the one mm. or the two. Right. So you're using, you're utilizing your, your brotherhood to hold you accountable, right. To help you navigate some of the difficult situations in, in life. Um, I was reading first um, Peter three, eight and nine. <clears throat> I'll read it here. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or, revealing for, or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this you were called and that you may obtain a blessing. So I kind of took a little note here after I read that. I was kind of like thinking here, be sympathetic to your brothers and sisters in Christ. We all make mistakes, and it's impossible for us to point out others' flaws and mistakes without being hypocritical, right? So when I was thinking about this, I'm like, man, so, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going through this and journey, and it's, it's difficult, or you make a mistake, and you don't want to say anything because you don't want somebody to judge you, right? That's, like, one of the first thoughts, right? Like, oh, man, so and so is going to pounce on me and really put my feet to the fire. Right. But in the sense, right. Like I'm very comfortable with some guys that I can share these things with. Right. Cause I know they're not going to beat down on me. They're going to be like, Hey, it's okay. Like we all make mistakes. We all hold ourselves to a much higher standard um, than most. So you got this, like um, this grace that you're not giving yourself, but your brothers are trying to give it to you and, and help you understand that you got to give it to yourself. So, hmm. That's what, like, when I think of unity, it's like the grace that I can't give myself that someone else can help me see that I need to give myself. If that makes sense.
1: If that does. Because I was reading uh, in Romans 12:10, he says, Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. And the note that I took was, Friends never withhold kindness and mercy to another brother. And, it, you know, it, that that's spot on. Like we have those brothers around, like the conversation we were having, you know, about, you know, I was wrestling with idolatry and, and kind of like, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? And like, you sat there and were like, Hey bro, like I think you're just being a little hard on yourself. Like you got to remember to give yourself some grace. So it was like, yeah, that's, that's what those brothers are for. That's, that's what they're, they're there to, to show you kindness, to show you mercy and to not, you know, we got to give the forgiveness. So yeah, right on spot on.
2: One of the, the, the big things that I took away from uh, Nate's group, when we were a part of that, Oh man, you know, that was almost a year ago now. It's weird how time flies, huh? Yeah. And, uh, looking back at that, like, I mean, we spent a lot of time praying, praying for each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and supporting each other in that way. Right. I mean that, you know, asking for somebody to pray for you can be difficult too. But building that relationship and saying, hey, man, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you out. You know, like in uh, Proverbs where it says, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so shall one man sharpen another, right? I love that. Right? Same thing, dude. Like, you know, originally I wasn't very comfortable, like, being like, hey, Doug, like, I got some stuff going on. Can you pray for me? Like, I might say that. I got some stuff going on. But I don't want to go into it. So then, you know, like, when I hear that, I'm always like, God, I don't know what to pray about other than they got some stuff going on and I don't know what they need, but you know what they need, right? But then I've also, to me, it always felt like there's more power in being able to be like, God, my brother is asking for strength and he needs strength, you know? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's more sincere, right? Like, I know, like, there's that there's a need and I can take that need to God and um, and, you know, earnestly pray that it's met, you know? Um, but that's built through relationships, unity, um, brotherhood, things like that.
0: Yeah, I think that all comes down to it's kind of just all trust, you know. A lot of times we 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 hold that back. At least I can speak for myself. I hold that back because hey, you know, you just get let down so many times in your life that it's just hard to put your trust into somebody else and know that they got you like that.
1: I that same note that you had in proverbs 27 17 we're here to sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend that's dude that's it like i challenge you you challenge me i challenge nate Nate challenges you like we continue to to challenge each other in the faith to grow to to be a part of whatever it is we're continuing to because because friction causes growth right it's like it's like working out a muscle when you train a muscle over and over and over again, you're actually causing immense trauma to the muscle and it's pulling the tissue apart. But then you sharpen it back up when you put, you know, proteins and things back in. But that constant tension is what sharpens you and what strengthens you and what builds you up. And we need other men to, to push us to, you know, in, in a, in a respecting manner, you know, not like, no, bro, you got to go, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, nudge you, you know, like when you're like, "Ah, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Like I'm sitting here trying to sharpen you. Like, why wouldn't you do it? Come on, man. Like you can do that. Of course you can. Get up and tell your story because it's going to change someone's life. And, you know, I'll attest to it. Nate will attest to it. And probably hundreds of other people that sat in that service walked out and were like, man, that was a story. And so like imagine what you would have withheld if you hadn't shared that story. And I know I'm not the only one that was nudging you you had other men around you and i'm sure your wife but you had other people like come on man we we're, we're going to sharpen you
2: yeah there was a lot of folks who were like yeah come on you got this and i'm just like oh well it's easy to say when you're on the outside looking in <laughs> Oh, for sure 100% but, uh, dude. but you know it was also funny a lot of them prayed for me too so that was the the uh, underlying blessing i would say they they prayed for me right they um, You know, they were like, hey, you got this, you know, pray for you. So that made me feel a little bit better too going into it, knowing that I had the support.
0: I'll tell you, that's kind of the important thing about uh, just church as a whole. And this is something that took me a long time to understand. Because early on, I was always, I never had a church home, right? Where I go now, that's my church home. I've never had that before. So I never understood the importance of it, right? So... I always just thought I don't really need church because the Bible says the church is you now. Right. So that's what, that's what my church is. It, it's fine by me. I don't have to have a place to go cause it's not, it's not a place. It's the people. So the importance of, of, of a church family and all that, um, I didn't really know how important that was until I really decided to, give Rock Creek a chance and not just make it the place that I kind of went to and make it my place, right? Where else are you going to get the opportunity to share your story like that for a lot of other people to hear? How many people can that affect? You only get that shot when you're at a place that's like, we know you have a story. We know we ha- you have something to share. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to benefit from, from hearing about it. If you, if you just kind of wing it on your own, You don't you don't get that, so your your reach doesn't go as far. And then there's the aspect of what you're talking about, like both of you guys, steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron, right? Having people who are godly men around you all the time keeps you sharp. You know, you can only be out in the world hacking on
1: wood before your blade goes dull. So, I
0: I 100% agree with you guys on that.
1: That's that's interesting that you just said that because one of the I I wrote down some like kind of like topics of kind of where I wanted to go. And one of the things I put down was choose wisely. Choose your, your circle wisely. And in one Corinthians 1533, it says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. So like the importance of, like you said, godly men, it is important that we don't get it twisted. Like, yeah, having friends is, is cool. To, to a degree, but you need to make sure that, like, you're surrounding yourself with the right friends. We we have to be very diligent and very intentional about who those men are. Because, like you said, if I'm getting sharpened in the wrong way, before you know it, there's a, there's a
2: problem. Mm. A really big problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to jump in with Proverbs thirteen twenty. 20. Uh, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm right? Like crazy how, uh, the people you surround yourself with starts to change when you start to, um, uh, work on growing in your faith with God, right? You start to really like adjust where people are back to the, to the plane, right? You start to maneuver people around on the plane where they're sitting, like, are they sitting close to you or they, you got to put them like, you know, further away from you on this, on this plane. Right. Um, I always think about that, you know, um, I've looked back and I'm like, man, over a year ago, some of the people that I was hanging around is like not even close to the same. I know. It's changed so drastically. Um, but for the better, right? Like I feel better. I um like I'm excited to bring my uh my kids around. Um some of my friends here that I've met at at church. Um, just because I know that they're they're their heart, I know that they're raising their kids in a in a way of like leading them to Christ. So I'm like, I want my kids to be around those people. I want them to have those same relationships that I have. I just want them to find them sooner than I did. You know what I mean? Like that, that's hard, right? Like how long, I mean, you know, I'm 31. It's taken a long time to really like find that and invest in that.
1: He who befriends the world makes himself an enemy of God. Yep. There's so much power behind that. And you know, some people will say like, ah, they're they're being too what's the word, self righteous. They're they're you know, like it has nothing to do with that. Like I'm just trying to ensure that we're going to the same place. Like we're going in the same direction. Because what happens again back to like you can have friction in a negative way. What happens when, you know, if you've if you've ever been in that relationship where it's like you're trying to do one thing and it, whether it's a friendship or a relationship with somebody else and you're you're like ah i'm, I'm trying to achieve this and they're like ah but i want to do this and there creates that friction and friction and eventually someone's going to give and because we are corrupt sinners as men the chances of us pulling in the right direction are probably less than the chances of us being pulled towards the world because that's just naturally the human inclination to go that direction Oh, so true
0: yeah i mean it's Goes back to something you said a few podcasts back, Alex, where you said, "Show me your five closest friends, and I can pretty much guess who you are." Yeah, you know,
2: hundred percent. And that you know that those five closest friends changed um, drastically, but for the better, right? Um, For where I want to be, where I want my family to be, like it changed in a very good way. Um, the other thing too that I was kind of thinking about too, um, you know, it's nice being able to to have these good close relationships because when I meet other people and I'm not sure how to talk to them, I know who I can send them to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm talking to this guy for a minute and he's like talking about fishing and I'm like, bro, like you're way over my head. But I know a guy, (laughs) I know a guy and I'm going to go introduce you because, you know, sometimes all it takes is that one person to speak to them and they're like, oh man, I'm going to try this again. I want to I want to come back. That guy was cool. I'll just come back just to say hey to him, but then it becomes something else and they're like it grows, right? And their relationship with with God hopefully will grow as well. Um but they can get plugged in and then they can start to build that those relationships and to build that that unity that they need to to grow and and to uh you know whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I want to circle back to what you said about um When it had to do with your kids right because that's been a big topic of what we've been talking about is being fathers and shepherding our children how important is it for one our kids to see that our relationships are with other godly people like i'll tell you dude my my boy he is hyped on the men's group like he will not he will not let it go that we had the fire night here nate was here they were so he was so intrigued that he kept looking out that window and this is like a couple of weeks later, I we're going back to where it was originally being hosted. And he said, Well, can I go? I said, oh, oh, you know, this is kinda he's but I'm a i am aii go to the church, I'm a man, and so now any time like I go to do something, his first question is, Is this the men? Are you going are you going with the men? So one, I think that's huge that they see that, but then two, like you said, the the importance of me coming and hanging out with you guys and Theo being around, you know, your kids. They are also following that life. And so, like, we're, we're discipling them to have other relationships with people that are like us. And Now, on the flip side, if I go hang out with a homie who's not a follower and he's got a little kid who's a little, we're not going to say the word, <laughs> but, like, again, kids are no different than us, so he's naturally going to start to pull my boy that way. And then it's just a battle. I mean, they get enough of that out in the world as it is. You know, at school, I mean, everywhere they put that stuff in their face. So, like, the importance of our friendships is extremely important for our kids.
0: A hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'd say one step forward too is like living that lifestyle inside your home and not just out for everybody to see too. You know, hundred percent. So if you're not if you're not living right in your own home, that's what your kids are going to see. And you know, kids don't. You always want to say, "What is it?" One of you guys said it uh, a while back. Uh, do as I do, not as I say. Yeah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. You have to be the example always.
1: Well, it's like Mike said. You know, when you're talking about looking at the man in the mirror, and is like, is that the people that everybody else sees? Is it the same person? I mean, that's just on a microscopic level. Like, is the person that you're outside those doors is that the same person you're inside your home? Mm-hmm. And like, is you know, does your kid see you go to church and have these friends, and does he see those same friends outside of church, or does he only see those people there, and then he sees your homies coming, rolling up, and y'all are hanging out in the garage, you know, drinking beers, smoking, and joking, doing whatever? Like that's the, the that's important, super
2: important. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. I'm sitting here thinking about the the other day we were eating, and I hear a kid say, uh, "You gonna pray for that?" And I'm like, "Man, like." Whose parents you've been hanging around? What other parents you've been hanging around? Cause that's something. That's something. That's something. Somebody's mama says. or dad says, "Hey, uh, you gonna pray for that or what?" You know. And it's funny because that that's what you want. Like you want to see that little light, right? That was like a little like a little nugget for me. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like I see that that investment is being made, and it's good because I'm like, that's like who I want my kids to be around. Like I want my kids to. I want my kid to look at me and say hey you gonna pray for that or what you know um to remember like that's important like those are those little that's like something small but it's important um you know as we talk about prayer being a big part of our our life um, and our relationship with god like that's huge like it doesn't seem like much but in the long run like you're hoping that sticks and that stays and that lingers around in their life
1: well like the, the question would be how can I possibly have a friendship with you, Nate, or you, Alex, and never speak to you? You can't. I can't, right? And your relationship with God is no different, and what's the only way that you speak to God? Mm. In prayer. So, like, that's a thing I've been having to tell myself lately because, you know, it's no secret that, like, prayer is not the strongest part of my, my walk in the faith, and so I've been trying to be very intentional with it. And that's a thing I keep coming back to is like, I can't have a relationship with this guy that I desperately want to have a relationship with. If I don't talk to him, if I don't. And, and that goes back to the level here on earth. Like we can't have these relationships with other men if we don't talk to them. And sometimes we got initiate. I know it's weird to be like, Hey dude, can I like can I get your number? Like, can we hang out sometime? Like sure. It seems kind of weird on the surface, but The truth is, is that guy's probably wrestling with the same exact thing. He is, because again, where we, we tend to isolate ourselves. Like there's no, like I will, I'll be honest. Like I desperately crave to have those friendships, but our natural instinct is to isolate. So like, it's like, oh, I'll just wait for so-and-so to initiate like the men's breakfast that we, the first one we did, like, yeah, let's do something sometime. And my first thought was like, yeah, I'll just wait for somebody to kind of schedule it. But then I'm like, No. No uh, what are you guys do on Saturday, and then now look what it's become. Then you initiate well, dude, let's do it, let's do it bigger, let's do it bigger, and like hopefully that that can spark in in the other men and if any of you are listening that are gonna be there tomorrow, hopefully it sparks that like dude, just talk to the guys out there, talk to them because we are all desperately wanting the same exact thing.
0: I agree with that, and uh our pastor says that every now and again, uh more so than. Coming to church and all that. So a lot of men are just looking for a friend,
1: right? Alex's last ditch effort exactly was not to go talk to the pastor. Mm-hmm. It was not to go talk to his wife. It was not to open his Bible. Like, I mean, his last ditch effort was like, I need some brothers, right? I need some dudes in my corner.
0: And that's 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 a man who who knew that about himself and understood like that's what I need. That's what I need from here. And if you guys are going to be that for me be that for me. And if not, then I'm going to move on.
2: Yeah. I mean, literally if it wouldn't have went well. I would have just bounced. I'm like, all right, next, where are we going? Right. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, that's that too, right? Like, you know, there's some in building unity, there is some internal things you have to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. okay. Why do I need it? At start there. Like, why do I need it? Right. Like for me, it was, um, for me, I, I needed it because I, like I like I said, I, if you show me your five closest friends, I can tell you who you are. Like that was a problem. So I like my why was I need five friends who are close with God so that I can start to grow closer to God. So that was my why, right? Um, so like you you have to deal with those internal things. Um, and if you and if you don't like, how are you gonna achieve your your goal, right? Like it's just like any other goal. You set a goal and you're like, this is where I want to be. Well, how do I get there? And for me, the, like growing in my relationship with Christ, it was more than just reading my Bible and praying. There was other things, right? Because you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very clear that, you know, we can't do this alone. We need um, relationship to help us. So <clears throat> in knowing what I needed, it was like, man, all right, I got to go in here and just be straight up. And like, I was, and it wasn't, wasn't difficult. It was more like, do I really, really want to do this? That was the, the battle that started to occur in my mind. Like, do you really, really want to do that? Are you sure about that? Are you sure you want to let people into your life like that?
1: Which is the devil speaking.
2: Because you got it. Now you're vulnerable, right? Yeah. You're like, oh man, like now, like I got some vulnerability. So you start thinking about all these other internal things. And this is before I even said a word, right? I'm already trying to convince myself that this is a bad idea. Oh, my
0: tire's looking a little flat. Maybe I won't show up
2: tonight. <laughs> right? And then I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. And then I'm, you know, I talked about it, and it worked out, right? But, you know, you got to get through some of those internal things. And I think that's, like, a big thing for men, right? Vulnerability. You know, you're like, man, I, I'm going to give – Give some, you know, give a little piece of of yourself to everybody that you talk to. I've heard that a lot, um, and that's kind of what it felt like. I'm giving you a little piece of me. Am I comfortable with that? Um, and I, I was, and I wasn't. Right. So it's kind of like, anyways, I did it. It worked out. It's okay. It's not the worst thing to be vulnerable. Um, oftentimes, it can be some, one of the most uh, enlightening things in your own. Um accountability for your own like life and what you're going through
1: it's so important. what you said was what is your why? I think that's so important for for each man to identify like what is my why, and like for me, I had got out of the marine Corps you know, and from that point on, I was always longing for that' I mean I saw unthinkable things be achieved when men banded together in the Marine Corps, I mean, Alex, you, you've seen it like when it's amazing what men who actually bond together and have each other's backs can accomplish. And, and I didn't have that after I left the Marine Corps and I'd gotten into church and I'd gotten to the faith and it was very, it became very stagnant. I wasn't growing. And so I knew I was like, man, in order to achieve something that I don't think is possible here, I need to band together with brothers because I've seen that work. And so if I'm banding together with brothers that have my back in the same fight that we are fighting, that I I don't think I can go wrong. And you know, it's Proverbs 17, seven, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Bible tells us over and over and over, you're going to face trials. This is going to be a hard road to walk. If you follow Jesus, this is going to be a challenge so if I know that I'm facing adversity, it's inevitable, it's coming. The The best thing I can do uh, next to have God on my side is ban myself with brothers that have God on their side. So that was like, that was my why. So I think it's super important for each man to identify, why do I need men in my life?
0: I, I, I had a question about that. You're starting to touch into it just a little bit there, being that both of you guys are Marines. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's, that's everything, right? Yeah. Unity. God Corps, you know all that stuff, right. yeah, yeah, so how does that translate for you guys in your spiritual walk, and how can you take those skills that you learn in the Marine Corps and putting them toward your church life, and finding that unity, finding that core, finding your people
1: i I think um I'll just say that you know you learn in the Marine Corps that you put the dude next to you before yourself like i i am i'm in this fight not to not to not for me not for anybody else but to protect this guy next to me and if we are all doing that in a line i'm protecting him he's protecting him it's it, it's unity right and you know i think that correlates to where the bible says like we're supposed to put everybody else above ourselves. and so i think that translates now we naturally have the man in us that sometimes we get selfish, and sometimes we, you know, in our walk, we tend to put ourselves first. But like that's, you know, we're gonna make those mistakes. We can, we can repent and, and we can ask for forgiveness because it's given to us. But I think having been through that and having experienced the power of putting someone else above you, that is that has definitely helped in the walk.
2: Uh, for me it you know I, I look at my relationship with God it, it's more of a battle than you think it's a, it's a battleground right like you're preparing for for spiritual warfare so for me i look at it like that i want my um i want my team to i want to build a team right that i know i can trust right and so that's where like my close like Friends are like they're part of that team that I know that like when I'm going through something that I can't deal with, I can lean on them. Like the guy on your left and your right, one of them is not always going to be as strong as you think they are because sometimes they got something else going on. And sometimes that guy's me. And so I lean on that, these other guys to help me, to, to pray for me, to do these things and support me and to kind of help me navigate this whatever I'm going through. So for me, it's continuing to, it just maintaining that team aspect. Like I'm building a team and this is my team. And I know that my team is going to have my back and they know that I'm going to have theirs. So like, that's how I, I've looked at it. Cause it, it is so much more, uh, more, so much more of a battleground than we think. Mm. It's not just, um, you know, relationship. It, it's, there's other things that are like tempting us. Right. Um, so Always. And
1: I think I think the church is a very, now that you're speaking on teams, like I started envisioning this, like I think the church is a very good picture, right? So say you have, you said you're trying to build your team, right? So you have your fire team, which is four or five dudes. Like we do everything together. We are, right? But then, you know, you got your, your squad, which is made up of a few fire teams, right? So it's these three, four groups of these, you know, four or five dudes, but then you have a platoon which is made up of four or five squads which is all these little fire teams and i think the church is the church is that right we got a, we got a small group here and you know when you're in that fire team like yeah i can i can trust anybody in this platoon cuz we're all in this together but i'm not as close with the guys in that squad or the guys in that fire team like we're not as close but i know when when the when the war comes like when it comes down to it we can we can lean into each other but that's not the first place i go and i think the church is the same way we're close. I know that, for the most part, I believe that everybody in that building is kind of on the same walk. If I have to go to another dude, I can, you know. But that, that's not my first. So it, it's it is. It's like a depends how you, if you look at your spiritual walk like a war. I mean, it is the church is is, is a
2: platoon. Well, it's funny because if you if you this has always kind of been strange to me, and I've I've never really dug into it, but uh. It's always caught my curiosity. So you have um, you have a, a guide, or you'll have like a platoon sergeant, right? Then what does he have directly under him? He has three squads, right? And then what does the three squad leaders have underneath them? Three fire team leaders. What do the three fire team leaders have under them? Three Marines. All threes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I've always like I've never understood that, but I mean, but then I've also seen that it has also been one of the ways that they've created some of the tightest group of human beings by keeping them in threes.
1: Yeah,
2: Oh, well, it was interesting. It always it caught interesting my, caught my attention because like I like <clears throat> when I was a squad leader, like the other two dudes. I was like, I know these dudes got my back. These dudes are I cool. Got it. I know who I can lean on. And then, like, in the role I have now, like, I know the three guys that I can lean on. But they're also, like, the three guys that are, like, right under me. Right? And then, you know, I have two, three other guys that are above me. So, like, but we but we work in small groups. Like, the three underneath me, we're close. But they are not going to go to the three above me. There's, like, a, you know, they can. But they're not going to. Their natural is to... Talk to to me, and then, you know, carry on from there. But yeah, like I do think it it is like that. Like there's a group of men at the church that I'm not like super close with, but I, um, if I need something, I know I can talk to them. Right. But I have like the ones that I'm really close with. So. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um. The other thing, I the other note, I put down, and you touched on this earlier. Um. But I was kind of like going through, and it was like, I was like, "How are I was trying to I was trying to dive into you know biblically how how am I supposed to act as a friend? How am I supposed to be?" And I came to what you had said earlier. Like one of the things I fell in was like, I should pray for my friends. Like I should and you know. And he says in Job forty two ten, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes, again putting one above self and so like how often do we do that how often do we just sit down you know and this is like a I mean this is a challenge to myself and a call to myself like I'm not putting anybody on blast but how often do we just sit down and and unprompted or unasked pray for our friends pray for those two three four dudes that are close to us that we you know we sit down when we're going through our prayer like man God I hope that you're just you know you're guiding Alex, and I hope that you're you're looking over his family. And I hope you you know how often do we do that? Because I'll be honest, I I I usually don't. I don't unless I'm asked. I mean, I will every time. Hey, man, can you can you guys say a prayer for me? Oh, for sure. But do we do it often when we're not asked?
2: I think that one is a lot easier to do when you're a part of that that team, right? Um, yeah. There's certain things about some guys that I pray for. Like I pray like I've told you before. I, I pray on my way to work in the morning.
1: Yeah, yeah which is something like I admire.
2: That's my thing. Like, cause it's usually like a long drive, anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then i always just listen to some music and I'll just pray. And then sometimes it'll be like the whole ride. And I'm like, oh, that was an hour. Wow. Like, like you know, I'm just like as it comes to mind. But there's like some very specific things that um, I do pray about often um, for some friends, cause I know that they have some things going on. And that they's, um, those things haven't been met yet, but you know, I know what they are, so it's a lot more intentional and a lot less of like a blanket, you know, like watch over them, protect them. Yeah, it was. I guess it's it was like just a, a, you know what I mean. I'm like, I can be question. like, bam, like yeah. I know those things, and so right. yeah, it, it's important. And but then again, right, like if you don't have the relationship, what do you know? To, you're just like I'm blanket praying. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No,
1: and I think it is too important. Like, I guess I'm kind of asking the question in the context of like your three closest buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, to be honest, I, I, I didn't pray for your test until you were like, man, I don't, man, I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm gonna pray about it. And I was like, dude, I'll pray about it too. But, but prior to that, like, I knew you were going through that. Yeah. But I, you know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a spot I could be better. Because again, like, you didn't, I, I didn't do it till you asked for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's a challenge to myself, I guess it's kind of where I'm getting at. And, and uh, you know
2: stories. that it's good that you, you're, you recognize that, right? Um, because you know, we want to be a, a good friend.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
2: Um, the more that I am getting to know more people, I'm starting to realize that it's important for me to really listen mm-hmm. and not just listen.
1: Mm-hmm. not just hear, but,
2: Yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm listening, but I'm not listening. So now I'm like, like when I meet people when I talk to people, I'm like trying to be very intent with listening to what they're saying um just to be to know what to pray for too right like um, like praying has been like something that's really big in in our house that we've been trying to um, really um, institute in, in our home because we've uh we've had some issues that we've had to pray for um over the last year, we had a lot of things that we just Really needed to pray for, and like a lot of it, we were kind of looking back, and it's like we've been super selfish with our prayers. Like it's been about us, and like what we need, but what about everybody else? So like you know, when we talk about you know other people, we're like, oh, we should pray for them. Yeah, that's like one of our first, like it's like a punchline in the house now, but like it's not, it, it's taken seriously, you know. But it, you hear, you'll hear that in my house. You should pray for them. <laughs> spray about it
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a weird rewiring of your brain right when you start thinking about other people and then also like not doing the superficial stuff like you said where you're you're listening but you're not hearing it yeah right and just like taking the time to actually hear what somebody is saying because we're so used to all of our i don't know just our little relationships we have where we hear people saying whatever and you comment on her, you're like, oh, we make plans to go do this. And then that really happens. It comes back to something that you had said where you guys started the men's breakfast thing, mm-hmm. where oftentimes we do that. We do that so often where we just make plans that are superficial. and Nobody really intends on moving on them. And uh,
1: yeah. And then you did. But. And yeah. like, take that for an example. when going back to talking about like all men, we're really looking for the same thing as soon as we put that out there, I mean, look at the response. Yep. Dudes left and right were like, oh yeah, man, I'm in. I'm in. And had none of us, had we not met the first time and did the breakfast, or had Alex not been like "Dude, hey, we should do this bigger. Had it not came up in conversation, like that wouldn't have been there, but that's a testament to all oh, these dudes are looking for the same thing.
0: You know, It makes me wonder like, why, why do we do that? You know, I, is it, is it because we're, nobody wants to be the, the guy who comes across as needy. I ask that question to myself all the time, like, why are we like this?
2: Yeah,
1: why are men? Why are our men so bad about this?
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when right when you said, "Hey, let's do this." We've been talking about it. It's time to put the work in. Let's go.
1: Like Callie, she has this group of friends that they've they've been. It's this group of girls they've been friends since like I think college, right? And now they're all two points in their lives where they have husbands and they have kids and they have all these things. But these girls are so intentional. I'm talking like at least once a month. It's like, hey, girls' night. We have to get together. We have to get together. So like, dudes, why are why are we so bad? <laughs> why?
2: I don't. I I I'll say this. I don't want to be needy. I'd rather be needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ooh, hit just, them with. But the that's just power. I mean, that's just <laughs> honest, right? Like, wouldn't you rather be needed than to need someone? I think that's everybody's. Thought on the whole thing, yeah, I agree. And then it's like, all right, well, somebody has to be the one that needs it, which is why when he said it, everybody jumped on it. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting. I mean, it was just really good to see everybody just be like, "Yeah, I'm ready to go." I'm like, this is awesome!" Like, all right, like then too, right? Like then that that will also like, you know, help. You know, we're gonna connect with some other people that we did not know that we have some things in common with. We're gonna be like, man, right really you you do that too? Like, that's awesome. We should hang out.
1: Right. <laughs> um, and like that's the hope, right? Like we get this big group together, but the hope is that eventually there's four or five fire teams mm-hmm. that have sparked from this group of of dudes. And like, dude, think about that. When you when there's when, when there's four or five groups of dudes that are banded together like that, when the when the battle happens and those four or five groups bond together. Powerful. Dude, the devil can't do nothing. The devil can't do nothing. One of those guys goes down, and he's got 30 dudes on his back like, bro, we got you. We got you. We're not going to let this happen. We're not going to let, uh-uh, ain't happening. Dude, that's a powerful thing, and I think that's where we want to be in our walk with God. Like, we want God's army on our side, and, Mm -hmm. and, and dude, essentially, that's what we are, right? We are God's army. We are here to fight for his word. We are here to defend him. He's here to fight for us. Like we're all one. We are God's army. But like if we don't, if we don't ever, if we don't ever band together and we don't ever train together and we don't ever, it's never going to be. Every man will fall.
0: Yeah, I think, uh I think a lot of men would be really, really into that. I think just most of us don't know how to develop that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying like, that's the, a hard part. Two of you guys, I mean, we, We really do have a a lot of armed forces guys inside of our church. Oh, yeah. Most of them being Marines.
1: Yeah, me and Aaron Aaron talked about that. Right,
0: yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Aaron. But, uh, yeah, I think since a lot of you guys have that training and know how important it is and know how to implement that, I would say somewhere down the line you guys got to train us. You got to help us get to that point.
2: I think you're already there. Yeah. I was
0: going
1: to
2: say the same, thing. but you know, there, you know, it's, it, it's tough. We gotta. a, I mean, it's not easy, um, but you're already there. You just got to tap into it a little bit. Well, it like, ain't going to take much. I I can tell you now, I mean, you're easy to talk to, easy to get along with. And that's, that's the biggest part too, right? It's like, how easy are you to approach? Like, I think you're pretty easy to approach, which makes it a lot more convenient for me. Like, Oh, I'll go hang out with Nate. I'll go talk to Nate. He's super. He's chill dude, cool dude, um, easy to approach, good smile, nice. Like you, ha- you have this this uh, inviting sense to you, as opposed to like, you know, there's people that don't seem very inviting, and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm gonna go to the next guy. You know, I mean, it's funny because I've I've done that too. When like uh, like I needed prayer, I'll look up there and I'll be like, Nah, no, that he doesn't look too inviting, right? <laughs> you know, we we're all like that. I mean, and you have that. You're very, you're you're very inviting. Like you got it. You just tap into it a little bit. Awesome.
1: I think I think the other thing too is what you talked on earlier was trust, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one thing for you know, guys to be in a situation like in the Marine Corps where we're essentially not given the choice. Right? We're essentially not given the choice. We don't get to pick the guys around us for the most part, right? We're, we're almost put in a situation where we're forced to give them the benefit of the doubt to trust this guy next to us. But outside of that, in a situation like building relationships with men, you're not forced to give that trust. Right? So I think, I think we have to be intentional about asking ourselves, like, what do I need? What do, what do I need to, from this guy? Or what do I need to see in order for me to give him my trust and then I have to be intentional about seeking out that situation or I have to be intentional about, you know what? I have to, I have to give my trust to this person. It's got to be intentional. Cause like you said, like the trusting is the hard part. I can't open up and be vulnerable if I don't trust you, you know? And like Alex then, you're very inviting. So when, when, a, when a dude does approach you or he does approach Alex, or he does approach me. Like I have to decide and I have to be intentional Who am I going to be? Am I just going to hear this guy or am I going to listen to this guy? Because if I listen, am I going to be intentional about, you know what? I'm going to trust this dude. And the, you know, the reality is it's life. Like we're going to get burnt. It's going to happen. But if we, God tells us, we we don't, we don't possess the spirit of fear naturally. So like, I am not to fear being burnt. It's like, I have to give it to you. But I got to be intentional. I got to choose wisely, right? So there is a little groundwork there. Who is this guy? You know, is he a person that I've seen here a lot? Is he a person that's walking in the direction that I want to walk? Because if certain stars are aligning, like all right, well, let's let's see what's here. Agreed. Yeah, trust for me. That's that's probably my biggest struggle
0: is trust, and it's it's in a lot of things. It's not just to people. You know, it's um, when you said. You know, how often do you pray for your brothers and all that, right? Well, the answer for me is not enough, right? Because I, I have trust issues, right? We'll just say that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not just trust in people and all that. I find myself struggling a lot of the time trusting what it is or trusting that God has got me. You know, I know that's... Let me explain. So I... I have a tendency to not bring everything to God, like a lot of people say too. Same all that. I struggle with that a lot. And sometimes it's myself who's just deciding what I'm gonna bring to him and what I'm not gonna bring to him. Cause sometimes I'm like, that's not worth his time. It's too small. It's insignificant. I I, I don't wanna worry him. I don't wanna worry Papa about this, you know, like don't worry about it. I'll just deal with it on my own. You know, just trusting in God that it doesn't matter what it is, if it's big, if it's small, if it's what I think is insignificant, right? He wants it all. He wants it all. And to trust that if I bring it to him, he's going to hear it. Might not necessarily do something about it because maybe I need, to, I need to work through this for my own growth.
1: Or your heart's in the wrong place
0: or it's or in the, wrong, it's place. the yeah. wrong purpose. You never know. But just to bring it all to him all the time and that's what i struggle with a lot
1: i think the other thing too i i mean i i've battled with this a lot is trusting myself mm. trusting myself trusting that you know i again trusting that i'm taking this to god for the right reason you know in my heart and in my brain or whatever you know i'm i'm like yeah this is this is for this reason but then i have, sometimes I have a hard time to like trust myself like uh, is that really is that really what i'm feeling or you know, when it comes to groups of men and trusting myself that like yeah, I got I, I got something to bring to the table. I got something I can offer. Or, you know, in the setting of, you know, having a men's group and you're having a discussion, trusting myself to speak up. Oh yeah, somebody needs to hear my word. Somebody need you know, I have some value here. The same thing with like Alex telling his story, like I won't speak for him, but I'm sure maybe he was like, Ah, maybe I don't know if my story will really do anything. I don't know if, cause I know that I've, I, I've, spoke out about my story a few times, and I often like, I, ah, I don't know if this is really actually gonna like do anything for anybody. Like, why am I even telling this? Like, not trusting myself. So, that word trust is crazy, man. There's so much that goes around that word, trusting people, trusting God, trusting ourselves, trusting, you you name it.
2: You're not kidding, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough, but you know we'll we'll pray about it. You know, I we'll give it to God, and then you know if we continue to do that, I, I'm sure He's gonna deliver. But there's some stuff we gotta do, right? We can't just expect Him to just hand us like like. God help me to trust, and then all of a sudden we trust, right? Oh man, you're
0: not joking. That's <laughs> you gotta be careful what you ask for, right? Because if you ask for you ask for courage, you're not just necessarily gonna be gifted courage. You're just gonna be given an opportunity where you can show that you have courage. Mm-hmm. If you need whatever it is, if you ask for it, you're not just gonna get it. You're just gonna get the opportunity to exercise it. Man, mm-hmm.
1: the kids be going crazy and I mean, Lord God, please give me patience. And what happens? They bounce faster. They run harder. Yeah, that's so true.
0: Is anybody else's, anybody else's wives really, really good at the things that you're not good at? Like the whole trusting thing, like everything, me, giving the, giving the things to God and all that. My wife, exceedingly good at it, exceedingly good at it. She's the one who keeps reminding me all the time. Like, well, have you prayed about it yet?
1: let well, see. That's divine intervention, brother. That's why you two are one. I got a story about this. That's why you guys are united. Well, I, know. I wish I?
2: you would tell it. Oh, I love that story. It's I'll awesome. tell it. it. It's okay. It's. I got all
1: the time in the world, man.
2: <laughs> okay, so this
0: this is the example of how my wife just naturally goes to praying about everything. Doesn't matter what it is.
1: Dude, I'm ready. I got the popcorn. Okay.
0: So I think this was sometime in the summertime, and. uh Uh, We're having a bunch of people over. We're going to have a bunch of people over in the church, just a few couples. And we're going to do a barbecue. So I got this giant, huge pork butt, right? It's the whole thing. I've never done one that big because I usually cut them in half and do it like that. But I got a lot of people who are coming over. So I'm going to do the whole thing. So I know it's going to take a long time, right? So I start the night before. So this is a Friday night and I'm smoking this thing. And I know it's going to take about 12 hours because that's about what it takes for something this big. So I started the night before because I know for sure I don't have enough time to do it in one day. So I start the night before, get this thing going, it gets close to about midnight, it hits about 140-whatever on the inside. I'm like, that's probably pretty good. I put several pans of smoke to this thing. I pop it open and look at it. It's looking all dark and juicy and barky and all that stuff. I'm like, Phew. You be gonna, hungry, brother. <laughs> this thing's going to be good. So I figure no problem. I'll wrap it up. I'll get inside the refrigerator. We'll get started on it tomorrow morning. i wake up just a little bit later than I wanted to. No big deal. I got plenty of time. Nobody's showing up till about 6 o'clock. And it's 9 in the morning. I'm good to go. So I'm just going to get this thing inside the oven to finish it off. 225, pull it at 190, no problem. So I get it in the oven. And it's not coming up. It's not coming up to, to temperature at all. And I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, wow, man, it's been about three or four hours. This thing should be hitting close to like at least 100 degrees on the inside. No, it still isn't even registering on the meat thermometer yet. Oh, dude. I might be in a little bit of trouble here, but I think maybe maybe once it just starts to get warm, it'll it'll get up to the point where it needs to get... And on the back of my head, I'm thinking, man, you know, it's still got the stall point. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever really done any barbecue. Like if you're doing this sort of thing, there's something in the meat that's called the stall point. It's usually between 160 and 165. And once it hits the stall point, there's nothing you can do. It's going to be there for as long as it's going to be there. And if it's a big piece of meat, it could be several hours. And it doesn't matter if you turn the oven up to 400 degrees, it isn't going to do anything because that heat has to creep inside right? So a couple more hours go by and now it's back up to like the 140-ish where I had pulled it the night before. Oh man, I got, I got probably four or five hours where everybody starts showing up. I haven't even hit the stall point. This is a problem. This is a problem. I can see it already. I don't know if we're going to make it. So I tell my wife, I'm like, uh, (laughs) I don't know if this is gonna work out right. And she's like, well, it's no big deal. We've got plenty of other food. It'll it'll be probably, probably be just fine. Ah, dude, no. That's just, this is no good. So just letting it go. And I keep checking on it. And it's it's sitting at around one fifty-five, so it's really close to the stall point, And there's several hours still before anybody shows up, and I'm like, Oh, I'm cooked. This is it. We're not going to get it. We're not going to get it at all. It's not going to happen. I'm stressing. I'm pacing around being like, there's nothing I could do. I tried to turn up the temperature. It's not, I already know it's not going to do anything. And then, so my wife she's just dead calm. She's like, have you prayed about it? I look at her crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Pray about it. She's like, well, have you prayed about it? I'm like,
1: why would I pray about this? It's a piece of meat. I know what's wrong. It's not raising. <laughs> it's it's not coming
0: up to temperature. I don't know what I'm gonna pray about. She's like, well, pray about it. God always says, you know, He wants everything. Right? You're stressed out about it. Clearly, you're having a problem. <laughs> so, I'm at first I'm just I'm dismissing it. Right? I'm like, ah, no, it's, this is again my trust things. Like, ah, this is this this isn't worth His time. It's not something He needs. He's not gonna help me with this. This is just a, a thing that's. I did it to myself, you know? She's like, well, I think you should pray about it. And then she left it at that. So I'm pacing around the kitchen. It's like, all right, okay, okay, I'm going to try. So I go upstairs. I go in my room by myself. I start off my prayer like, Father God, I have no right to ask you of this. (laughs) But I humbly beg. (laughs) So I just, I, I laid out a prayer and I was, and I left it at that. I said amen. Whatever happens, happens. So I go back downstairs. She's like, "Did you pray about it?" I sure did. She's like, "Okay. Well, then everything's going to be fine. I'm like I'm glad you have so much. <laughs> <laughs> you have you're so you're so straight on with how well this is going to turn out. This is great." So, I'm pacing around. I'm watching and I'm keep looking at the time or the, uh, the temperature down there. So now it hits the stall point, it's at 160. and I'm like, and here we stay for the rest of the night. It's done. So I'm trying to get other things prepped and ready to go. Pacing around a little bit, keep looking. Don't really wanna look at what the temperature is saying, but trying to get other things ready to go and done. And uh, I'm like, all right, I just gotta take a peek. So I look down and it's not 165. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's only been like 40 minutes, 160, 160, 165. That's the stall point. It's somewhere inside there. It's it's fine. It's it's not going to happen. It's, I'm going to have to think of something else here. Uh, hopefully we got enough food. Well, whatever it is, it is. I can't really concern myself about it anymore. So I get busy on some other things. About 15 minutes goes by. I'm like, I just got to check it one more time. I look down and it's now at 167. I'm like, huh. She says, what temperature is it? I said, it's 167. She goes, oh, that's it. I'm like, maybe the stall point's a little bit higher on this piece of
1: meat. (laughs) Still trying to find it.
0: So then I get busy doing something else. And I'm, I'm literally going back and checking this thing like every 20 to 30 minutes. The next time I check on it, now we're down to the last couple hours before everybody shows up. I look at it. I'm like. I see it, but my mind says I'm reading it wrong. So then I'm like, I don't really want to open the door because I'm not let the heat out. But I needed to open the door so I could actually see what it really says. And I look at it, and it says it's 175. I don't understand what is happening right now, but it says it's 175. And then my wife, she looks at me, and she goes, what's the temperature say? I look at her and I'm just kind of laughing a little bit. I said, This is 175. She goes, Oh, just like that. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what's happening right now because it had never stopped at the stall point. I walk away from it. I check it again after a little while. Now it's like an hour and a half before everybody shows up. It's at 180. I know that I know how it sounds. I know that it sounds like, well, it's just a piece of meat that cooked faster than it was supposed to. So what? <coughs> I'm telling you. And the people who are listening who have ever done anything like this where you're smoking something like a like a big pork, but the stall point is the stall point. You can't blast through the stall point. It's impossible. It's impossible. It cannot happen. Shortening the story just a little bit, it hit its one ninety-five, like about ten minutes after everybody showed up. I can't even tell you, it nearly put me to tears when it had happened because it was, it was that powerful and so undeniable that you're breaking the laws of, I don't know thermodynamics all that well, <laughs> but you're breaking the laws of thermodynamics because uh-huh. it just blew right past the stall point as if it never was there.
1: And what better time than 10 minutes after everybody
0: shows up right. fresh, warm, well, pulled hot. pulled it out, pulled it out, and I laid it down. I covered it with, with the foil, and I'm like, so this thing, I don't know what it's going to be like. Did, did it overcook because it went that fast? Did it? I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be looking at when I have to dig my hands in this thing and start shredding it, right? Get everything else ready. Pull open this. Pull open the foil. Get my gloves on dive inside it's like butter
1: This thing's blessed by god it's
0: butter and i'm telling you it's the best pork butt i ever had <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey that's the power right there i'm telling you i if i, can I think, see it on your face if i
0: think about this too much it'll i'll start getting emotional about it because and it sounds like such the stupid thing to get emotional about a piece of meat it's not the meat it's the thing that happened with it floored me
1: I love your wife in this story oh
0: she's the best because the whole time she's looking at me and after after it had hit the the temperature it was supposed to hit and I was pulling it out she's like did it work <laughs> yes it did and the whole time she's just like oh every single time because she had nothing but faith that of course it was gonna work you prayed about it and that's that it don't worry about it the confidence that she had into it—I don't even know how to put it into words. It's what I need. I need that confidence, and I've been working on it ever since. But it's something I still—I still struggle with—is uh, trusting what I should and shouldn't bring to God. But boy, that was one heck of a lesson.
2: Isn't it's funny, you know? Because to you, it's a big thing, but when you say that to me, and I'm coming over to eat, it's like nothing. Like okay. All good, bro. Yeah, don't care. But to you, it's big, right? It's huge. Um, so I mean, that just shows you right there. I mean, no matter what it is, like you know, he wants to know. He wants to know about it. Wants you to talk to him about it. Bring it to him. And that's just like shows you the power of of God and and His ability to answer your prayers, no matter how goofy, small, or whatever they are. Like He cares and He wants to. Be there for you.
0: Absolutely. But on the flip side of this, so I have to say this too. Shortly after this, um, I had my friend, he called me and he was really sick with cancer and all that. And when I found that out, I I fell to my knees the moment I got off the phone with him. And I prayed. And I prayed constantly. From that point on, I had people in the church praying. I had people in my men's group praying. And all this, I prayed for that man, the hardest I've ever prayed for anything in my life, right? And still he died. Now, some people might say, well, he answered you about a piece of meat, but he wouldn't save your friend. Again, with the trust stuff, I have learned so much about God, from just before all that happened, with with the with the meat as silly as that sounds with you know relationships with people that that are at church and all that, I never struggled with that. I never struggled with it. I never struggled or got angry saying, why did you why did you feel it necessary to answer a prayer about a stupid piece of meat, but you wouldn't say it, my friend? I never struggled with that I trusted that God has a plan or God is going to do what God does. And it's not for me to ask why, why this and not that. It's just going to be what it is going to be. He's going to do what he's going to do. And I trust in that 100% implicitly. Not to like kick the mood down or anything like that, but I just had to say that part too, Because some people will say that like, well, they might hear this and say, well, that's a great story about a piece of meat, but my, my daughter died, you know, and I prayed for him. Why would he answer you on that, not this? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes there is a lesson to be learned in everything, and sometimes you have to go through that fire as much as it hurts.
1: Yeah, I think there's, it's very important to understand and know and trust and believe that not every single prayer is going to be answered. But there is a reason why, and it's a reason that we're never going to know. It's like in John when he says, he says, "You may not know what I'm doing now, but later you will understand." And just just speaking because you know recently, a uh, little over a year ago now, my mom died from cancer very young, and I've dealt with a lot of death in my life. Um, on, on various occasions and I'd never, it, it's not one of those things that ever really bothered me just cause I was always, I mean, this is prior to, to the church and I was like, ah, it's just a circle of life. That's, that's the way it goes. And the thing with my mom really got to me. Um, and Someone had once told me that they were after my mom passed away and I I was still pretty bothered by it. And they said, uh, isn't, isn't it crazy to think that we would much rather have them live here in this broken world with us than know that they are in such a better place now for eternity than here in this disgusting, sin-ravaged world. Like, that that person that passed away was way more important to God in heaven than they are here on earth. It's because we're very
0: selfish. Yeah. We don't want to deal with pain.
1: Right? Yeah. But, anyway, so, does anybody... (laughs) Do they have anything else uh, that they want to wrap up before we close this guy out? Well, this went super fast. Dude, we're like an hour and 18 minutes in. Yeah.
2: Um. Back to uh, unity. Looking forward to uh, the men's breakfast. Building some relationships with some men that I haven't got to know very well yet. I'm looking forward to that. Getting ready to... Uh, enjoy that time with them, so um, just make sure you say a little prayer, you know, as we get ready for that tomorrow, God will uh, be there, bless that, and help us to build uh, good relationships, and Nate, thank you for coming,
0: hey, thanks for the invite, guys, I really appreciate it, it's been a
1: lot of fun, dude, this, yeah,
0: first podcast I've ever been a part of, this is pretty cool,
1: well, I'll tell you what, right now, I'm... I'm going to drop the the gavel on the table and say, this isn't going to be the last time you're going to be on the podcast. Hey, I, I got care. another story for you guys. I don't, I don't care what Alex says. <clears throat>
2: we'll have to save that one. Yeah. Yes,
1: sir. Um. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited for tomorrow. If, you know, if you guys are out there listening and either one, uh, you're not a part of this men's breakfast or you're not in this community. Um, if you're in this community, if you're part of the church or whatever, we're, we're going to try and make this thing grow. But if you're not a part of this community, um, I'm going to challenge you this week to reach out to a brother and just have a meeting. Go go get a workout in. Go get some food. All men love food. That's the challenge. Just reach out, check in on a brother, and and spend some time together. That is my challenge. Uh, but outside of that, I don't have anything else. So I'm going to go ahead and I got, I got a prayer here I want to say on friendship. And then uh, either one of you guys can say another prayer. Or we can just close it out. Uh, and we'll go with it. So here we go. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving me such a vibrant community of friends to do life with. I praise you for the people you've blessed me with, the ones who have come alongside me to love, encourage, support, and uplift me through all the twists and turns of life. I'm so grateful that I did not have to go through this alone, but that you've shown me examples of your love through my dear friends. I pray that you would be present in my friendships that you would be drawing us together in deeper community with one another toward greater unity with you. I pray that you would help heal any places of brokenness or discord in my friendships. And that you would allow that you would allow me to restore any friendship that may have fallen apart. May I be patient with my friends and may I forgive freely like you have forgiven me. May I shine your light in my friendships, giving glory to you through all that I do, say and think. Thank you for my friends Jesus, thank you for the ways they build me up and remind me of the goodness and faithfulness. In your name I pray. Amen. And as always, stay bold, stay courageous, stay in the Lord yeah Yo. hey you tell them heaven is my destination until
0: i reach there i'm teaching this kingdom education hey don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick and don't be scared to cast the devil out quick because your obedience will unlock like a miracle though don't act hysterical radical born again fully yes evangelical Hey, my commitment is
2: consistent in my father's work how can you say that you a christian if you're not at work